on this episode of the AIE Podcast. As the summer of love wraps up, we have lots of video evidence. And so much. Wow. News. Fly me to the moon. Fire. That we talked about you singing, right? Or I gave you the I, I gave you the uh, the option there. Okay, and we have Captain Sybil's STO update. All that and more coming up right now. Bringing you the latest news from the AIE gaming community from planet Earth and beyond. This is the AIE podcast. Welcome to episode 281 of Podcal- Podcast Celebrating You, the Leia Octa Est Gaming Community. The die has been podcast. This is Makala. And to my virtual left is Tetsumi. I have spreadsheets for everything, including character leveling, because so many alts. This is known. And to my virtual right is MewCow. Greetings, gamers. And this week, we have our Summer of Love wrap-up, and, you know, we're going to be talking to ourselves. So, welcome. So, when we do a host show, we kind of change things up a little bit, so we're going to be digging into what we've been doing in-game later. But first, let's talk about this week's news. AIE News. For anyone that missed the Summer of Love activities and wants to see what occurred, please check out the forum fo- posts that the Herder of Cats, the wonderful Cyrene, has been keeping up to date. There are lots of activities across all the games that AIE is in, with the last event running earlier today in WoW with the Transmog gear and pet swap meet. Thank you to everyone who participated in the Summer of Love events throughout all the games that AIE plays in. If you miss some of the events, there are videos that can be found by our wonderful guildies. Uh, Rayushi was wonderful enough to do one for Final Fantasy XIV for Remembrance. Uh, in WoW, the everyone's favorite pro wrestler, former pro wrestler Joey Image, did both Running of the Beast and Remembrance Day. And a lot of hashtags going on as well. Uh, if you go on Twitter, look for hashtag AIE Guild to see all the great images and screenshots that people took. And in WoW news, there was a live Q&A with Ian Hazakostis over general WoW topics. Don't worry, no spoilers. And some 7-3 specific information. Again, no spoilers. <laughs> it does look like Legion is becoming more alt-friendly and some catch-up mechanisms are in place for those just hitting 110. Really? <laughs> really? <laughs> All right. The, yeah, you know, yeah, that was like okay. Did anyone get the number of that bus? If you weren't watching, you just glared at me. <laughs> yeah, the time gate for the third relic slot will automatically be removed in seven point three. In addition, players will not have to do the broken shore quest line to unlock concordance of Legion Fall and other new traits on the weapons. They will automatically be unlocked. So, this is good because I I just hit. Um, 110 on my warlock and having to juggle 
okay, this was a seven one class hall stuff that needs to get done. This is the seven two broken shore aisle stuff that needs to get done. And you kind of can do some of them in parallel and you can't do others until you unlock certain ones. And it gets really confusing. So just having this all open when you hit 110 will be really nice. Especially the fact that you had to do it for every single weapon on every single alt, which was just. It, yeah, exactly. It was like, oh, I want to put weapon artifact power into this weapon, but I forgot to go do the attunement quest. Okay. So that'll be nice. Um, also, artifact knowledge is getting changes and will be global global across all the players. Um, the week of the patch, all players at 110 will be at artifact knowledge 41, and then it goes up one point per week until it hits 50. So 10 weeks in, everyone will be at artifact knowledge 50. If you start like four weeks in, you'll be at artifact knowledge 45. Okay. So yeah, it'll be it'll be really nice. Uh, also, don't forget about your followers. There will be new missions, equipment, and chests on Argus that can shoot champions all the way up to item level 900. And then you level them from there to the cap, which will be 950. Also, for those that remember Tanan Jungle and the aug- reusable augment rune at Exalted, they are coming to the Exalted Army of Light, the Light Forged Augment Rune. Once you hit... Uh, exalted you can go over there and grab that um also if you have nether shards go ahead and spend them there's no point in hoarding them that vendor will move to argus and will sell 910 gear with new currency that's over there so you can't take your nether shards to argus and he won't and expect the new 910 gear there's a new currency coming so i want nether chunks not nether shards right exactly Hey, Ted, if you got your 17th alt, which is my preferred character class, to level 110, I might just, you know, rely on you to teach me how to play my class. (laughs) That was part of the point, yes. And part of the plan. Anyways, it's all going to plan. Exactly. All right. So, Mew, what's going on in Final Fantasy XIV? Well, uh, coming up this week, starting on Tuesday, we have the Moonfire Fair. Um, the quest begins Ooh. in Nimsa Upper Decks, and you can get a full seasonal outfit and some housing items while the event is live. Essentially, bathing suits, even for the guys. So, even the guys get their are own. Are they Speedos? Version. Are they like bikinis uh, or monokinis? Or? Now, for the guys, they get they get the board shorts, but they do give them their own version of a bikini top, which is interesting. So, everybody gets a bikini top. Cool. Yeah. All right, then. All right. So that'll be interesting. Um, also, uh, let's move on to Swotor news. Uh, the uh, Swotor Escape podcast, episode 205, to merge or not to merge. Uh, this week, uh, at AAACMA and at Max the Gray and Astromech EPC 205, talk about the current server merge discussion, pros and cons, ways to merge, alternatives, and their views. And it's a really good discussion um, because one of the issues on um, Star Star Wars right now is that if you go to queue for like the uh, Starfighter or uh, sorry, Galactic Starfighter or the PVP stuff, um, you actually have to go into general chat and say, hey, folks, let's queue for this and try and get people's attention because some of the some of the lower population servers, there's just no one to queue. And 
they uh, Max and Seema get into a discussion of things like cross realm servers, like what we have in WoW, and the advantages and disadvantages of it. Um, you know, things like when you mer- if you m- just merge the servers, then you get the whole naming um, mm-hmm. issue over again, which I know actually caused a few people to leave the game because they lost their um, legacy name when yeah. they first did the service mergers. So um, it's a it's a very good discussion, and there there is no easy answer. Otherwise, they probably would have done it by now. So yeah, but, but go listen; it's very good. One second at the top of the document. Oh, All right. And right, actually, the middle of the document, because that's at the bottom of the document, filling in some of my answers for later. All right. And in Star Trek Online, we have a, just a quick update from Gribbis on the forums. Uh, they have completed the required work to start the Starship uh, tier for upgrades. This will unlock many more fleet ships for everyone to purchase. And once they've completed the shipyards, uh, he believes they'll be able to upgrade the Starbase to Tier 4 as well. Um, he may hold a star Starbase... He will uh, may hold on to the Starbase Tier 4 to keep resources flowing into fleet, fleet shit, ships combustibles so everyone can buy consumables. Wow. So everyone can buy their desired fleet ships. The research lab is also making big progress for those two branches nearing completion as well as the other branch that's halfway through tier three so you know how we always you know sybil as always puts in that we're always looking for contributions uh for materials and personnel uh for star trek online here we go guys this is how this is what happens with that with that uh with those donations that you guys give so awesome and we also have captain sybil star trek online news summary for the week ending in eight six 2017. Yes, Max, language advisory, because this is what happens when a very, very exhausted McCullough has a mule before podcasting. At least I didn't write it. All right. And before today's news, um, on Remembrance Day, which is August 2nd, 2017, Captain Sybil, representing the AIE fleet, Pay the AIE fleet's respect to the guild's fallen at the Eternal Flame Memorial on Earth's Starfleet Academy, the Spock Shrine on Vulcan, the Sh- Spock Shrine on New Romulus, and finally the AIE's fleet starbase. Fleets, yes. Captain Sybil is humbled and truly honored to remember this awesome community and gaming family. She did actually post um, her pictures in Discord, I believe, under the general AIE um, conversation that we were having on Remembrance Day. For the news, the Star Trek online staff is attending the Star Trek Vegas, is attending Star Trek Vegas for the 30th anniversary of Next Gen. Oh my gosh. I remember watching that as a sophomore in high school, and the next day, all of us sitting in the quad discussing it. That's crazy. Um, wow. Um, however, uh, Starfleet Leakers has supl- supplied some interesting tidbits. Uh, season 14 Emergence will launch on October 18th, featuring the newest edition of the cast, Oliver Burton. He will voice the character he portrayed and made famous on Star Trek, uh, the wonderful Jordi LaForge. The exciting trailer for season 14 and beyond has been posted. 
on September 12th. In the introductory episode of the upcoming season 14, Beyond the Nexus, will allow players to cap- accompany Captain LaForge in investigating a distress call from the Galaxy class starship with a mysterious emergency. See the Star Trek online website for details. Season 13.5 launched on July 18th with a new feature called Bushfire. Brushfire. Wow. The last of three weekly rewards for playing the episode has been posted to the website. The famous Phoenix Lockbox has arrived for the week of August 3rd through August 10th. Players will have a chance to turn in their spare summer event gift vouchers for starships, new equipment, weapons, game tokens, and much, much more. The website lists them all. Or you could probably bug Sybil on Twitter. She'll let you know all the information. She's amazing that way. And now that you have all those nifty upgrade tokens from Phoenix Lockbox, coincidentally, there's all it's also an upgrade weekend. Captains will earn double technology points for upgrading their weapons and equipment. And as always, AIE's Fleet Starbase is looking for contributions of material and personnel. Please check all the notes, backstories, patch notes, forums, and other goodies at the Star Trek Online website. And until next time, Captain Sybil says live long and prosper. Now, I do want to say one thing that you're reading this, reading this information and what we always see coming from Star Trek. I love how the actors that were involved in the series tend to also be very much involved with the online game and extending that community. It's, it's gorgeous. And I think it makes, it's great for those of, who've, of us who enjoyed the TV shows to know that they love it probably even more than we do and how they get involved in this. It was a big part of their lives. It makes a lot of sense that they don't want to still be part of it. Yeah. And very much the actors amongst uh, Star Trek seem to really do have that, that, um, that sense of family, which is great because, you know, I use the same way. And speaking of family in guild wars two, guess what? We have a guild hall. The, The Roger Ralph White Guildhall was officially obtained thanks to the diligence and perseverance of the Guild Wars guildies. Here's a brief description of what it took from DG on the GW2 board in Discord. For those not familiar with the fight, allow me to recount the epic tale of how we cleared the Guildhall. Yes, you have to clear the Guildhall to earn it. You start off in the Lost Precipice map, which is a huge area, both horizontally and vertically. A single Modron Maw spawns on the map with two Modron Maw vine tenders and various other mobs nearby. You have a limited time, about three to four minutes, to get to the Maw, kill the two vine tenders, then kill the Maw. If you fail to kill the Maw within the time limit, the air toxicity rises and a new spawns elsewhere. You lose five times, everyone dies, and you start over. You have to kill five Maws. Maws. Once you kill them, a Vine Warden spawns in the middle, and you have a few minutes to down him. Once you do, you win, and the Guild Hall is yours. And for and his uh, opinion, it seems like the first part was far harder than the second part of it. So yeah. I'm just glad that they got it open in time for Remembrance Day, right at Remembrance Day. And uh, good job, folks. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Uh, bravo. That was pretty hard because you had to have a glide, which is a level 80 thing that you have to earn. Like, they don't just give it to you. And, you know, they don't have mounts in the game, really. Um, Right. So So if you wanted to get from the top down, you had to glide Mm -hmm. down. Yep. That's, that's, you had to have that to make it to the stuff in time. So you couldn't even start it without it. 
And DG also mentions yeah. in the <laughs> Discord chat room that uh, they are getting an expansion called Pacifiers in September. Mm-hmm. There'll be a couple weekends where some of the features will be previewed to all the players, and it will be free to play player or also for free to play players to see as well. So. Uh, if you have Guild Wars 2, make sure you hang out in the GW2 channel in Discord and join the guild. All right. In uh, Secret World News, or Secret World Legends, as it's now called, uh, uh, looks like we have some pre-Tokyo opening content that was just released for Legends. The Dreaming Dark Event, a.k.a. the Flappy Raid. I didn't know about that. Is going on um, before the Tokyo re-release. So everything that's been released is almost re-released. I mean, say you took a break, there's content that is now available for free in Secret World Legends. Just nothing in Tokyo. Those scenarios are there, uh, but that involves the Venice map, and with the Group Finder tool, you can experience that content without actually setting foot there. Um, There's also information on the Whispering Tide event on the official site. Essentially, uh, part of what this was kind of poking at is that when they re-release, they're kind of re-releasing the same like maps and areas that the original Secret Worlds has. And um, Tokyo was kind of delayed because the uh, the original version of Tokyo that was in Secret World, people weren't as happy with it as they wanted. So they said, you know what, we're going to take some time. We're just going to rework it and make it actually a lot more, you know, a lot more fun, a lot better. So that's kind of why they delayed it, and that's why the people are going to kind of poke phones like, where's Tokyo? Wasn't it already done? It's like, well, you know, we want to make it better for you. So that's part of what's going on there. Um, to continue, uh, the scales have tipped. The filth has entered Agartha, threatening the world tree itself. Shadows the size of planets gaze upon us and prepare their winged harpingers for invasion. Darkness is upon us. The Whispering Tide has arrived. Following the latest events from the main story, the portal to Tokyo is overflowing with filth, blocking access and heralding the unkindness of birds of the zero-point pathogen into Agartha. You, the agents of Gaia, are the only ones that can stem the tide. Uh, so, for those that are uninitiated, um, Agartha, is, the world tree, is kind of like the interior of the planet. Um, it's like the life force of the planet, and we use it to travel around, basically, if we yeah. want to go from you know, country to country, but as you know, the, the beginning guy says, it's you're basically walking across the world you know, just a brisk walk. Um, well, for the filth to be actually making its way into Agartha is sort of a big deal. So that's why they're making a big fuss about this. Yep. And um, they've redone for those that didn't play or or did play the original game. They've redone all the tutorials and everything is oh, good. Everything is explained a lot clearer and um, how you do weapon upgrades, how you pick skill points. It's all explained, you know, through quests and through um, requirements in the in the game. So it's really it's a lot. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, essentially, a lot of people were turned off when they first played Secret World because the game literally just lets you do whatever the heck you want. It's like, here's every possible skill. Here's every possible weapon. You figure it out. And a lot of people did, but a lot of people were like, you know, I kind of want some structure. Maybe this game isn't for me. Well, they kind of t- picked up on that and said, okay, these two weapons work well together. These two weapons work well together. These two weapons work together. And then here's your skill tree. This is what you need to actually make it useful. So it's you still have that freedom. You can go through and get every single weapon you want. You can still get every single skill you want. But they now have these you know, very clear paths, and it makes it a lot yeah, easier. And the- 
and the skills group together. So not only, you know, like with the, um, uh, with the gunslinger that I picked, he has a shotgun and a pistol and they group together and synergize together as well so that they work well together. Um, I remember my previous gunslinger had a shotgun and a sledgehammer. And, yeah. it, you know, you'd use a sledgehammer up close. You'd use the shotgun for longer range, um, you know, that sort of thing. But it works out a lot better. Now you use the pistol, you know, you use the pistol in close or for really long range targets if you can aim well. And then the shotgun's the medium range stuff or spread damage. So um, it, it really, the, the redone interface and everything, it really works together. And it looks like from... Uh, the forums that Rattozato is starting to post again on there. So I think he's playing in. We're going to see if we can spin up a guild in the new um, Legends and get everyone active again. Yep. And and for those of you that have uh, you know cosmetic stuff that you earned in Secret World, uh, you, you'll want to jump in now. Um, I know eventually, I think by the end of this month, they're going to turn the feature off. But you can essentially copy everything you've earned, except for titles. But you can all the clothing and and stuff that you earned the pets in that game and all that. Yeah, yeah pets, um, uh, mounts. Um, not the. So I don't even know if they're going to bring in the 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 the, the extra special <laughs> weapons. I forget what they called them. Oh, uh, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know what they're going to do with those. Yeah, they haven't really talked about them at all. Like, because it was like chain chainsaw and some kind of a weird uh, blaster orb thing. Yeah, I mean, I don't. So we don't know about those, but um, anything that was cosmetic, they're letting you copy over to your new account. So yeah. you'll want to do that now before it goes away. Exactly. Exactly. So, but yeah, it's fun. It's free to play. Download it. Try it out. It's all good. Awesome. So, any more any more news for us for report, or should we uh, start discussing what we've been doing in game and talk about our, some of our topics of the week? Mm-hmm. All right. So, Ted's choking over here. So, Mew, what have you been doing in and out of game? <laughs> uh, quite a few things. Um, so, I mean, as we were just talking about, I, I have been uh, delving back into Secret World. Um, just you know, it's. It's always been an interesting game to me. Um, I, I did participate in the uh, what do they call it the the augmented reality game. So right, right. yeah, so the, you were able to earn some fun shadow weapons, and uh, so I did a little bit of that. Um, I was also um, playing some Guild Wars Two. Um, you know, I, 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 oddly enough, I never got around to playing the Heart of Thorn stuff. So I was doing a bit of that um, with my uh, with my character. Uh, just in also trying to earn that glider because um, you, you you do have to earn it. You also have to mm-hmm. earn languages and stuff like that. So, <clears throat> um, other than that, uh, lots of Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, probably uh, that's probably the the bulk of what I've been up to this week is uh, Final Fantasy fourteen, um, and um, uh, a bit more of uh, Zelda Breath of the Wild. Uh, that game is you know my current Fallout. Or you know the, the 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 big addictive game that I keep going back to. Um, <clears throat> that game is definitely very engaging. You know, to the point of I have to make sure what time it is, or else I'll stay up too late playing it. Right. Um, for those uh, that are familiar with the game, I, I have three divine beasts down. Um, I'm kind of saving the last one just because uh, I got have a, a personal house now. I've uh, started Terrytown, and I have the Master Sword, so you know I have oh, a lot nice. of. Uh, Oh, stuff. Yeah, I'm just uh, 
I just got to the first blood moon um, phase and finding the, you know, people along the way aren't all merchants that want to help you mm-hmm. out. Some of them are actively trying to kill you. And, yep. and uh, so I'm, I'm doing that. I just, I'm going to the second, I think the second village right now, mm-hmm. have a horse. Um, it's a lot of fun, but I can totally see that you will completely get um, Bethesda on this and just like, oh, I'm supposed to be on the main quest, but look at all these side quests and look at all mm-hmm. this area to explore and look at all these bright, shiny things. Oh, there's a shrine over here. It's just, it's crazy. Um, yeah. I love the shrines though, because mm-hmm. I'm, um, the, the one I just did was the one where you had essentially the, the old, um, ball maze where you had to balance mm-hmm. it and turn it sideways and things like that. And there's a treasure chest actually inside that maze. So once you get the ball out of it and unlock the gate to finish the shrine, if you tilt the, yeah. um, if you tilt it just right, you can actually run glide land at the bottom of the maze, work your way up to the treasure chest, which has a really nice bow in it, and then work your way out to the exit of the maze and jump over and glide down to the other side. And my daughter's like, oh, so that's how you did that, because she loves to watch me play. And she's also the, uh, she calls herself the voice of reason. I say what? she's the uh, the no fun voice. because you, know, like, you know, in most families, this is the opposite, right? I, I know. Yeah. But it's like, look, a cuckoo. And she's like, no, don't. No, don't. <laughs> I'm like, but no. <laughs> no. Those are really useful for gliding, actually. Those are fun. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. Well, what, there, was a, there was a goblin camp nearby, and I wanted to uh, pick one up and take it over there and have them hit the cuckoo, and then, mm-hmm. you know, all the cuckoos attack them. But uh, yeah. no. It's so, a valid use of game mechanics. It is. It's great. I, I've seen it... Uh, I saw somebody take one of the earthworms, drag it all the way over to a guardian and have the guardian and the worm fight and all kinds of fun stuff. But yeah. So right now I'm just trying to survive and not die too much and not hit all the mining nodes along the way. Cause it's like, Oh look, there's stuff over here. Oh look, there's stuff over here and you just get off the main mm-hmm. path. So oh, yeah. Wait until you get to the actual place where you can mine like crazy and you're just, you're just going through sledgehammers <laughs> like mad. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Also rich. But, uh, oh, yeah. no, exactly. Yeah. The, um, the, the weapon breaking mechanic right now is starting to drive me a little crazy, yes. but there's so many of them that, you know, it's like, but I really like this sword. And then it's like, but don't use it. And like, well, no, because if I just sit there and save up the weapon I'll never use it. And then by exactly. the time I use it, you don't want it. So I'm just using everything. I'm just like, Good. you know, yeah. The, the thing that I've found useful is, um, there are certain, um, weapons that you can pick up over and over. So I've started marking those. So I always know where a sledgehammer uh, is. I always, we always know where a, where a woodcutting axe is, stuff okay. like that. And um, yeah. have you met? If you've met the, the Korok leader, um, you may not have. He's he's hard. He's, you're supposed to stumble across him, but you know he's he's one that you may accidentally like. The first time I should have seen him, I glided over him, not even knowing he was there. No, he's there because he's the one that wants the. I call the acorns the or the, the beads. The beads. Little, yeah, little, yeah little no, beads. I've, I've met him and started taking him stuff. So he's increasing my inventory and that sort yeah, of yeah. stuff. That's a, yeah, once you start doing that, it really helps a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Then you can, sure. And then and also opening out the the house, getting the house is a big help too. Because can then you, you can store stuff in it. Not a ton, but you can store stuff in it. So <laughs> uh, put anything that I know that I'm going to need later, I've, I've started storing. So 
Cool. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, that game can definitely, you, you can just go down a rabbit hole and it's like, oh, yeah, I'm supposed to save this world, aren't I? Oops. <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> Sorry, but, uh, climb it again and I'll get to you in a minute. Just yep. sit over there. I got yep. stuff right. to do over here. <laughs> yep. And speaking of saving worlds and back to Final Fantasy XIV, um, I, I think that game has uh, captured my altitis, um, much as you've been going crazy in WoW. Uh, I kind of have just really settled into liking the way that Final Fantasy XIV does it, because with your one character, you can go altitis like crazy. Right. And it's kind of you know useful in that way, in that the stuff you've earned isn't, you know, like, you know, it's like, oh, that level 50 thing, now I have a level 60 thing. Well, not that big a deal, because another class you're leveling might be able to use that really awesome level 50 thing you just picked up. Right, so, yeah. So, that's, you know, it's kind of cool that way. I, yeah, I kind of wish some of the um, like the relics were account bound as opposed to soul bound mm, because yeah. it'd be nice to pass some of those relics. Like, oh, here's a eight fifty relic, but I'm you know I have a nine ten. Mm-hmm. Well, vendor that you know. Right. So. Yeah, yeah, they're useful for transmog or for you know getting some extra points uh, if you do turn ins and whatnot. But uh, I'm actually working on uh, one of the relics for my bard just because I want you know want the, the super fancy looking weapon, even though I have something you know that's a whole expansion newer than it is, but right, it's still neat looking. And it you know as, cool. as far as that um, the problem that uh, you know Swotor seems to have with dungeons and whatnot, you know Final Fantasy kind of with the, the WoW way of doing things, and so. Even though the guild has moved to Goblin, which is, you know, or at least was a smaller server, we have cross-server stuff. So mm-hmm. right. we can do the dungeon finder and have no problem, especially if you're a tank. If you're a tank, it's, it's instant queues for whatever reason. Um, so yeah, I saw that earlier. The tanks and healers seem to be instant queue right now. Every now and then I'll see a, a, a healer queue, but it's, you know, almost every day I see it's like tank, 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 tank. And unfortunately, my tank isn't high enough to get all of the, the roulettes. I can get right. like three of them, but you know, I'm working on that. But yeah, I, I just, I like the way that, you know, they, they do alts in that game. Even, even the crafting and gathering alts are just so much more fun. It's, you know, uh, I've actually been spending a lot of time leveling my uh, mining and uh, gathering uh, my uh, botanist uh, classes, you know, and it's, it's not, a, it doesn't feel like a grind because of the way they have it set up. You're not just right. running out and, you know, like most games, the way you level up is you're you're pecking away at a node, or right. like wow, you can kind of speed it up by you know melting ore down, or you know doing a quest that might give you some points. But it's like no, they, they actually give you like just like the the battle classes, you can actually get a full on scenario. It's like oh, you need to do this thing. Oh, we need you to you know chop down these diseased uh, trees over here for something cool. And, you know, it's, it, they give you a story and like, it's, it's distracting you for the fact that you're just pecking away at something and it's kind of nice. Cool. Yeah. So that's, cool. I don't know. It's, it's got my attention lately. Awesome. All right. McCullough, what have you been up to? Uh, four foot 10. Mm-hmm. Joke's getting old. Okay. Uh, well, <laughs> we, um, so as we know, a summer of love started last Sunday in AIE, and we actually were at the real-life summer of love event in Vegas. Uh, two of our guildies, who actually ran uh, New Braid last night, uh, Dan Kinia and um, Elkarth, got had their wedding. They were already married. They did a courthouse wedding a few months ago, where uh, I got a 
text so I wouldn't find out via Twitter. Um, however, <laughs> they wanted to have the official ceremony. So we actually went to Vegas and saw them get hitched. And I was the, uh, the maid of honor. And it was a very well-themed wedding. They're, the colors were red and black. The bride wore red. Um, yes, the invitations were were wow based. Yeah, that was the letter for the invitation, and there was a sword for one of the favors that came with the invitation, and a hearthstone, and it came via Wyvern mail. Ted's showing this all off. It's awesome. Yeah, he has to oh. say something for it to go big screen. Yeah, yeah, and. The, the accept you know the, uh, what do you call it, uh, the RF, RS, RSVP looked looks like a like you're accepting a quest, so it was it was a lot of fun. The cupcakes had question uh, the blue cupcakes had question marks on them uh, for quests. Yes. So Ted's doing great here, giving us giving us the visuals. Uh, so that was our Sunday, and because it was also a geeky wedding, uh, Sotor was represented, and we had our flowers and lightsabers. And there may have actually been a lightsaber fight <laughs> at in the little chapel at the Excalibur. So that was a blast. So that was the real light, the physical manifestation of the summer of love occurring. I think actually around the same time that the wedding happened in Final Fantasy. Yes. So yeah, it was about the same time. Yeah. We it was an open bar, unfortunately, or fortunately. Um, so two of our friends tanked the bar, and there was a lovely drunken game of cards against humanity, because it was a board oh. game reception. That was a big a big a big part of my activities as of late. So, you know, I tend to be the one that likes to roll physical dice when it comes to my gaming. So Thursday night, we didn't have enough people on to do our normal game. So we did actually, we have a secondary game where you basically have a variety of characters you can roll in and roll out. Um, yawning, it's the Yawning Portal campaign. And there's an old expression when it comes to D&D and low-level monsters about kobolds, which is, you're fi they're fine until they swarm you. And when they swarmed us. And, yeah, luckily you don't get attached to those characters because they're now either captured or dead. And they can't come back for, like, two sessions. Unless, if you, so if you die, you can't come back until later. Um, it's fun. There's no attachment to your character. It's a blast. So that was that was my Thursday. Friday, we had a very, very short game of our regular D&D &D campaign, but it was memorable. Lying. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because the gold dragon we were working for was a a little too of the lawful, lawful, good, good part of lawful, good, and was actually, we were conned. And he intended to capture all of the dragons to try to bring balance, to bring good to the world. And when Tiamat and Bamet came to have a chat with us about what we were doing, the gold dragon then showed up and sucked them into the dragon totem and realized we had been played. <laughs> so that was, um, yeah, literally, we played for about an hour and it was devastating. 
Good times, good times. Yeah, and then we had the offer to look into the waters of truth to find out which way we should go with this. And my Cthulian warlock was told, yeah, I don't want you looking there. You don't need to know what the truth is. So, yeah, it was, it was great. Uh, working on some podcast stuff. I'm actually a friend of our of mine and I are actually about to probably launch a new podcast this week uh, called Mothers of Geeks. So general geekery and trying to balance being geek moms in this world. And hey, we should probably have uh, Mrs. Mew on as a guest someday because she balances it well as well. Uh, so that's what I have been up to. And as we've been referring to, uh, this week, last week was the Summer of Love. So, Ted, what was your favorite part of the Summer of Love? Do I get to talk about what I've been up to? Yeah, I was wondering that myself. Oh, I, thought, I thought you were, I, well, you no, and you me, so, all right, you know what, Ted, what have you been up to in games? <laughs> so you went right to me, and I have, you know. I, I know, What but... have you been doing, beloved? Uh, what I have been doing is alting in WoW. Uh, I got my Warlock up to 110. Uh, I did level it as demonology so I can help you, you out with demonology, which is, as we discussed in the, um, the FERT channel. Yeah, exactly. It's you, you throw out all these demons and you would think there would be tons of damage going up, but it's all these demons and there's a ramp up period as you build up to um you know as you build up the damage and stuff like that so once you uh once you <laughs> you okay over there mew what was it what are you things. doing he's throwing, 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 oh. throwing into things yeah. um so yeah i mean you because you start out with your normal demon and then usually right away because you have three crystals you'll call the two fell hounds out and then you have to do some uh, single target damage to build up more fell crystal or more crystals and then you can throw out more demons with hand of Gul'dan and you just rinse and repeat but it's very slow to ramp up so if you get swarmed um, you have to keep your your tank demon alive long enough for it to get aggro and everything so you don't get swarmed um, and then build up your damage. Fun until they swarm you. Exactly. Um, but it, it's a very fun class to play. It, it's odd for having that many demons. You think it'd be a really good AOE class, and it's not. It's You have to focus all the demons' attention on one thing and burn it down, and then they can go to the next thing. So, um, But it's it's fun. I just got the invasion done right before this, and now I'm waiting on the class order hall to do the five missions and get my, I think, seventh or eighth follower there, um, and then go back to the Broken Shore and, and get the next uh, part of the quest. I forget what comes after the invasion. Um, probably kill 100 demons or do five treasure chests or something. Um, but I have enjoyed the, um, I've enjoyed the story so far. I want to see where it goes. Um, because you are stealing demons from Methostroph. You already stole his planet. The the for those that don't know, the Warlock Home um class order hall is Methostroph's planet that you basically kicked him off of. And then you're going after his lieutenants and you're gonna bend them to your will allegedly and have them join you. So you're just trying to subvert Methostroph, who is one of the Legion's big uh big bads, and uh, it's fun. 
There's a lot of smack talk so, coming from your computer often from those demons. They're mouthy. There, there is. Oh yeah. They they're very mouthy. The skull the skull is great. He's like, that person isn't what they seem like. I'd watch out for them over there because they're not all that they seem. Oh yeah, you got to watch out for him because he's a lot more powerful. So he kind of warns you like. You know you're getting into bad stuff, but he's kind of like, no, you're getting into really bad stuff. You need to watch what you're doing. You know, that reminds me of, I know, I don't think you've read them, is uh, Bob in the Dresden books. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah, his, his talking. Yeah, he's a lot yeah. like that. So, um, but yeah, and then we did uh, we did Summer of Love. So we did the, the Remembrance Day parade from the Shrine of the Fallen Hero to Orgamar, and that was fun. Um, the re- really good time remembering folks on um, remembering folks at the shrine and talking about Ralph um, and then marching into Orgamar with our horde balloons and lighting off a bunch of fireworks. Uh, a lot of thanks to Grim Cow and, yes. and the Deja, I think it's Deja noob team. I think so. Yes. Um, that did all the fireworks. They did. They did awesome on that in the, the wild game. Um, so that's what I have been up to is mostly focusing on that and dealing with a lot of real life work. <laughs> so, yeah, I heard you had some fun stories about that. You probably don't want to repeat here. <laughs> no, that's what we oh. language. no exactly. <laughs> and, and by the way, it smelled like burning. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> I was at the working because I was, I actually got to work from home a few days this week and there's, there's, there's a lot of lovely acrid smell. And it's like, do you smell that? I'm like, yeah. It's um, coming from your lab. Yeah, exactly. You know, luckily it's not like it's an alchemist lab. No. It's even worse when you smell something weird coming from there. But yeah, no, not a good time. No, it was one of these, which is a server power supply, and all the magic smoke decided to go out of it. Thankfully, the server had two of these, so I just had to pull this out and turn the other one on, and it all worked. Now I've got a replacement one for it, so everything's good. Yay! Yep. Yeah, things go bad when that magic smoke gets out. Yeah, it's like the genie from hell. I mean, uh, in the bottle. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, so, Ted, would you say Remembrance Day was your favorite part of Summer of Love? It is. The, oh. the, the Summer of Love, um, I didn't get to participate in some of the other activities just because of schedules and stuff, but uh, Remembrance Day is definitely one of my favorite. Although, listening to everyone do the running of the beef and the uh, Coop, it's just seeing all that activity is amazing. Seeing all the really achievements is. come up for Coop and stuff like that. But uh, Mew, what is your favorite part of Remembrance Day? Or or uh, Summer of Love? Sorry, that's what I meant. Summer of Love. <laughs> sorry, you know what? I'm a woman. I'm going to correct you. I apologize. <laughs> yeah, no. I, my favorite part was just seeing that now that, um, and we probably haven't mentioned enough yet, or we have, um, that uh, Final Fantasy. Um, uh, 14's AIE branch is now on Goblin. It's no longer locked away on Gilgamesh. So you can join us and, and we encourage you to join us. Um, please join us. Uh, you know, we'll invite you. We will throw all kinds of goodies your way. Um, and you know, as a result of us being on Goblin, we have a lot more players. Um, it's very active. And um, you know, the summer love was no exception. We started with you know the wedding, which had a great turnout. We had the remembered stay, which had a great turnout. Uh, it just you know activity everywhere it's you know it, it was great to see you know which has already been very active but even more active because of summer of love um you know we had the you know the the, the friday fun day you know the, which which is a normal ongoing thing but you know just we had that going and 
it was just nice to see just how active things are in that game, uh, showing us that you know, you know, while WoW is the biggest part of us, it's not the only part of us. There's a lot more right. to our community, and so that's that's kind of what I like to see. I like seeing how it's growing beyond that, and and just it's it's very interesting that way. Very much so. Um, and I know for me, you know, one of my what things that made me the happiest is you know piggybacking on what you're saying is that it wasn't just a wow thing um yes wow is where we got our start however the celebrations expanded through the games and if it was something simple simple and solemn as you know captain sybil you know taking care of sto and standing there and keeping that flame going for us or the huge remembrance day parade or opening up the guild hall um it just it expanded through the games and it's great as a great reminder that we are not just a game, we're a gaming community and we love every piece of that community, not just the ones that might get the most attention or have the most players. Yep. Very, very true. All right. So now a completely different topic of question, um, <laughs> but, but still related. Different. But still related, because I threw this one out there, and I think it's a great thing to discuss. Um, with Russell Brower, um, no longer the official voice, I guess, of uh, music at Blizzard. Let's talk about music and games. Um, what have been some of your favorite pieces of music? And it's not just not just WoW games, or not just uh, Blizzard games. So, what about you? Well, the the most recent one that sticks with me still through, you know, it's been a few expansions, but that. I always love um, Asian music, the Asian-themed music, and Missa Pandaria still holds a very special place, uh, that soundtrack. I will just put that soundtrack on to code to, to work to, uh, because it is just such a, a ambient, you know, um, it's almost mystical soundtrack where that, that music just kind of flows in, in it draws pictures in your mind from the music. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. That, um, if I go, if I go all the way back, um, one of my favorite pieces of music, um, was from the Bard's Tale campaign back when I was playing it on the the Commodore 64 growing up. Oh my goodness. Yeah, it's it's 8-bit music, but it was, you know, it was the Bard's Tale. So it had music and you'd hit different um you'd hit different ends, you'd hit different parts in the dungeon and you'd get that 8-bit you know, music and and I could still hear um a lot of that a lot of that today. Um and then it's interesting because Star Wars has a dual place, both the the movies and the game itself, um, in, in the Old Republic, because you'll hear a certain piece of music, and I almost have to pause now and think, okay, wait a minute, was that in the movies, or did that come out of the, the Star Wars game? Um, because they've done such a good job of putting the, the music in the game, and keeping it true to the whole theme of the, uh, you know, the, what I call the John Williams star Wars yeah. music verse. So I can, I can tell you there is no music in the world that stirs my soul the way star Wars does. Yeah. You know, just, it, it just suddenly, you know, you're five again and at the theater and just, 
makes you happy or scared or inspired just by the very sound of it. Yeah. I mean, the, the Imperial March comes on and you almost have to just pause and go, okay, wait a minute. What is going on at the Imperial March? And then um, I know you have it as a ringtone for a couple of... Some, some- Alec has has it, and there's a few friends that have it. Yeah, and also Duel Duel the Fates is the other one that I I do a lot. Right. So yeah, you just you kind of you hear that music and it it um it gets you. But but they've done a really good job in the Star Wars game of integrating the music as well um, into the game, and so. Um, <laughs> Exactly. One yeah. second. I, I need to put my phone on mute, guys. Um, Al's texting me. <laughs> so, um, yeah. you. What about what about you? Oh, there's there's so many, but I mean to piggyback on there. I think one of the the best things like about the Swotor expansions is every time there's a new expansion, guess what song starts it out when you start that scroll? I mean, it's it's you you get those chills every time yeah. you're starting a new expansion. You can't help it. It's just, it's just there. You know, right. and it's it's few songs that can do that. Um, but um, uh, uh, and uh, for the most part, I'd say um, a big part of it. The kind of I like the come back to a lot is the Fallout series. Uh, the Fallout series kind of has this 1950s music aesthetic going on. It's 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 not nostalgic, obviously, but. It's it's very it just gets you in the mood. I mean, yes, it is nuclear fallout, but it's like you know 1950s nuclear fallout. It's kind of a interesting. It 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 sets it sets the whole scene for you, not just visually, but in the, it gives you that that you know obviously you know oral type of, of theme to it. And you know it just you, you every new um, version of the game that comes out, and they have another batch of that music, and it's just so interesting. This I mean, and also. Uh, they even have radio plays, very you know, nineteen you know, thirties, forties, fifties radio plays. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. it's such an interesting world, and it really sucks you in to have that kind of stuff helping you out. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, <clears throat> to uh, you know, one of my more favorite subjects, Final Fantasy fourteen. Um, the the Final Fantasy series has a lot of very um, iconic music, and you can hear it in pretty much everything they're doing in Final Fantasy fourteen. Especially the dungeons, um, that it just really gets you into the theme of the dungeon because um, each one is different. Each one has its own own theme song, essentially. Um, yeah. Even the the, the bosses themselves, um, especially if you're doing you know, what they call trials, where your your main focus is just one giant boss that you have to take down. Um, some of them really get rocking. I mean, like like the actual rock. You know, it's it's one of the few times where right. you're, where you actually hear words. Someone's actually singing something while you're battling this huge monster. Someone is jamming out and and like rocks <laughs> up singing as you're taking this thing down, and it just really gets you amped. Um, yeah. it's, it's very fascinating. Um, and uh, they don't just have that serious stuff. They also have a lot of kind of goofy, silly music too. Uh, there's yeah. a there's a quest series that uh, it's a very beloved series, the, the Hildebrand series. Um, and it, it has its own um, unique mm-hmm. song. In fact, uh, it's not that hard to find. It's Hildebrand. It's his theme is very iconic. Um, I probably yeah. should have had that actually. It's okay. Here we go. Uh, well, and while you're looking that up real quick, um, oh, you got it. Yeah. 
Yeah, so it's 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 very he's he's the agent of inquiry. He's the the gentleman, you know, inspector. And it's right. this Sounds kind of great. it's it it it's it, I won't say it doesn't bring you out of the game, but it's its own thing. Like you're in you're in the world, but like you're living in this world. It's not just all about you're trying to save the world. No, you're, you now have this this you know inept inspector trying to you know <laughs> doing you know regular um, run of the mill you know hey the, something's missing or this person right. was killed what happened i mean it's it's you know it's it's like it's a musical neat. a musical cue almost yeah yeah or kind of shifts your mind yeah yeah it's it's very it's it's so well done and it's you know i'm i'm amazed by the the you know the composers they have here um you know, there's um, for those that have played uh, um, uh, Kingdom Hearts, um, you can the, the same guy that Run. did the music for Kingdom yeah. Hearts has done yeah. lots of stuff. Um, let me see if I can find a good. Kingdom- loves Kingdom Hearts music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This this guy here, um, this written right here will will make you think of uh, Kingdom Hearts. I mean, it's actually yeah. it reminds me of um, um, uh, uh, nightmare. nightmare. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The, it's the same guy, and so it's okay. You know, it's such an and, and this is a, a boss fight with Moogles. Um, gotcha. So, you know, it's it's kind of goofy, but it's also serious, and you're kind of rocking along to it. I mean, it's you know they they do a really good job over there. Just just as Wow has such a you know a very powerful composer set. I mean, they too have an amazing and. Just like WoW has actual orchestras, they too will actually bring in the J- Japan Philharmonic to do right. their stuff. Right. And oh, cool. when 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 companies do that, like it really brings an extra oomph to whatever they're doing. They bring in a real orchestra. It's not just you know right. little little um, you know stuff you're doing. Not not just blips on a screen. It's actual people doing it. It just brings an oomph to it. Well, yeah. it gives a lot of emotion and passion to it, no matter what it is. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah, it's it just really gets you into the game, and 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 then finally the the you know since I've been playing a lot of it, uh, Breath of the Wild, Zelda music has always been. Oh my gosh! Yeah, and you, you'll have probably more talk about that, but yeah, I have so many remixes of all the the major um, Zelda songs in my phone that are yeah, constantly. Playing. So does Ryan. Yeah. It's it's they they're really good and it's that that theme it's that core theme they've found a core theme that they can always bring a new version of it to each game that and resonates like, yeah yeah you're, you're you're playing along like in Breath of the Wild and all of a sudden you hear you know hints of Zelda's theme you're like hey I know that song and it's kind of right. like you know right. yeah, it's kind of interesting that way last fall we actually had a chance and if anyone ever if it comes through go see it um we went to the symphony of the goddess at symphony hall here and it was breathtaking you know and of course our teenager is a huge huge zelda fan and she was just smiling huge the entire time yeah but it's you're right the music from zelda is just so gorgeous and as a a biological feel to it. Um, What word am I looking for? Natural. Yeah, very natural um, feeling to it. Um, But also, it's it's the hero's journey. Yep. Exactly. What about you, McCullough? Um, So for... You know, for when it comes to Blizzard, of course, Wrath, because that's where I'm a Wrath baby. I'll admit it. Um, the entire 
sound of that expansion to me because it it had such a great range. You know, there was music that was very menacing and music that was very heroic and fun and music that was very ethereal. And of course, you know, I love fiddles. Grizzly Hills. Exactly. Exactly. You give, you give me a Celtic fiddle and I'm good any day. And it, so I, I love the way you, and they do this really well in, Wow. In any case, um, how every zone had its own feel. And again, those sound cues. Yeah, it, it really does kind of give you an idea of what you're dealing with, which I adore. Yeah. Um, and I have, a, I have a good friend at work um, and he'll just on occasion just say, just just having a rough day. Just listen to this. And he'll a lot of times send me video game music. Um, so like Red Dead, Red Dead Redemption. I love because I grew up listening to country western music. So I really enjoy that, but it also gives that feeling of like the weird west. Um so I really enjoy that. Not quite not quite steampunk, not quite wild, wild west, but somewhere in between. And it very much has like even music that I love now, it reminds me of like the Roger Klein and the Peacemaker type of music that's very southwest based. Um, and the other one that I find that I absolutely adore to listen to for hours is Bioshock. Mm-hmm. The stuff from Bioshock. Um, because it's it's comfortable. It's kind of familiar because it's taking songs that you know. But it gives it this really great dissonance by making them feel different. And I think that's kind of brilliant because when you're dealing with you know, something that is just a it's off kilter. Yeah. So and, and I love yeah, that. Exactly. I love the way different composers and different uh, companies choose to use music in games, and it really does kind of give you a feel of what you're what you're in for. Yeah, I mean, with Bioshock kind of being you know the alternate reality of us, they kind yeah. of have the ultimate reality versions of those songs. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Yeah. And they it, it plays off so well. Definitely. So, anything, else, anything else on music, guys? Because we, we could probably go on for hours and yeah. Game of Thrones is about to start. Exactly. I think we hit the oh, yeah. Game of Thrones time. So Game of Thrones wall. All right. <laughs> I, I, I do I do love our you know the game the Game of Thrones wall that we have going on right now. Um so that is it for our show tonight. While our amazing chat room begins suggesting show titles, we want to thank you guys for joining us. Uh, chat room, we couldn't do this without you. We would love all the listeners that download the show and give us feedback. Um, so thank you so much. We're here for you. Yes. Yep. And I'm trying to find there was one shout out that I swear I put in there, but I don't see it. Aha. Give me just a second. Um Shout out to the AIE Guild for helping me find a place I can truly be me. I want to say thanks to everyone. And that is from Marcus B., who is in Star Wars. And shout out to the Star Wars Guildies because they are the best. Yep. And Marcus is having a lot of fun in Star Wars. Sorry. Yeah. In Star Wars, the Old Republic, um, chatting it up. In fact, he's started a weekend um, ops team there. So. Uh, give them a shout out on the forums Ooh. as well. So, all right. 
If you have a question or comment about our show, you can email us at podcast at AIE-guild.org. You can also follow us on Twitter. The show is at AIE Podcast. Mew is at the Mew Cow. McCullough is at Cyberwave, and I am at Ivory Tiger. We record live with video every other Sunday at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. You can join the chat room and play along with us at our website, aie-guild.org slash podcast-live-stream. And our Discord server for chat is bit.ly slash AIE podcast discord. Our theme was composed by the amazing Andrew Allen. Follow him at Keys with Soul or visit his website at keyswithsoul.com. And if you need an invite to Final Fantasy XIV, use that Twitter. I will gladly bring you in. And now it's time to play all of the great AIE Magmar segments we have, including, well, whatever happens to show up if we get anything. Um, a little light on things. <laughs> It's, it's almost as if they've been distracted playing something else. Um, but, uh, hey, you know, if you want to submit any kind of segments, um, just send it to the email for our show, and we'll happily put them on. Awesome. And uh, next time, we'll be talking about someone about something in AIE. I'm still trying to wrangle Eve around, um, but that'll be in two weeks, approximately. Unless schedules vary. Um, so until then, AIE, this is McCullough. This is Tetsemi. This is Newcow. And this has been the AIE Podcast. Part of the Frog Pants Network. Get more at frogpants.com.